good cheers cheers This is Instant Friends, the podcast where we introduce you people in and around Florida. I'm your host, Jordan Jones. With me, next to me, hanging out on the couch, Kendra Jones. Hello. We are back after a week off. This week we have a great guest. And I guess what I'm going to, even though I've said his, his uh, brother's last name, I'm about to but <laughs> Justin uh, Scala. You got it. Man. Yeah, no. That's it. Because I was telling uh, Andrews, like, if you look it up phonetically on uh, Google, it's like, it gives you, like, the Italian pronunciation. Uh-huh. I'm horrible at accents. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like I, you know, should wear a I think it means, like, staircase or ladder or something. <laughs> We're here with here. Justin Staircase. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome, man. How's everything? Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. This is super cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we love that. I mean, I... I uh, came across you actually because of your brother, mm-hmm. uh, who was um, on the third episode. But um, he like was like, oh yeah, just check out my brother's music, and then you started following me, and then I was like, holy shit! Like, because I have like, um, how would you describe like if someone asked you the genre of music that you enjoy playing? Um, well, I guess there's kind of two styles that I that I like playing. Mm-hmm. Um, very sort of. Uh, you know, started like loving rock music as a child, um, just being around it. So jamming with my friends for years, just kind of in the bedroom and yeah, uh, garage or whatever. And um, never really kind of pursued any sort of band uh, in a, in a uh, professional way or like serious way, just because life took me other directions. Yeah. And then uh, maybe just four years ago or so, um, got into like sequencing and electronic music and just kind of being able to uh, sort of control everything like yourself on my own, you know, control the drums and the the bass, the lead, whatever, Mm. all with synthesizers and then like sequencing in particular kind of uh, made more sense to me to write music that way. Yeah. Just like on the, on the synthesizers yeah. themselves using hardware, not so much like in like a DAW or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, the reason I asked him was cause like at that, I mean, when I started like find out you play the music, I like played that type, that style of music. I, uh, was fairly new to that style as far mm-hmm. as that. Like I had maybe two years ago, maybe three, like uh, a friend of mine started like showing me like, or like we were working together and he started playing like more synth wave stuff mm-hmm. and stuff that I never really had any kind of association with. And it was like, at that time I was listening to a lot of indie and stuff like that. But I, I fell in love with the entire genre of electronic and synth wave and synthesizers and like modules and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff that goes on to that style. Cause I, I, I think I was kind of like almost like a, uh, pretentious, uh, dickhead beforehand of like, it has to have words in it. Sure. It has to make sense or whatever. And then like, there was this turn, maybe it's, you know, you want to call it maturity or whatever right? of like being able to appreciate, you know, the ebbs and flows of that style of music. Mm-hmm. So, and like your music has a lot of that, a lot of intertwining parts that kind of blend into something. Yeah. Else. I mean, as far as like describing it, it's tough. Cause like I, love all different kinds of music um with electronic music like i love house techno um industrial 
experimental. Um, so I guess I kind of take all those things. Like, I, you know, I love dance music. Um, so to describe the type of music I make, I, I kind of just call it like electronica or like experimental yeah. uh, techno. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I get that too. Yeah. Like people ask me like what kind of style I paint. I usually just throw <laughs> like five words at it and just kind of blend it together. Mm. Like, yeah, it's contemporary illustration. Surrealist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just kind of like yeah. try to blend it all together. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, because it's funny you said in, uh, industrials because the only, like I guess besides, like I said, the friend introducing me to like that synthwave vibe, the only other really like introduction was years ago where a guy I used to work with started playing industrial music, like mm-hmm. like heavy industrial. Where mm-hmm. I was like, like why don't you just go work in a factory? It was like it was like a lot of chains, sure, sure, and that kind of stuff. And it just and I couldn't even like you know, I was like twenty four, but I couldn't even process like what this was. Right, right. So I mean that's that's just that's the, I mean I guess I should revisit it now that I'm saying that, so I don't sound like an idiot. But. <laughs> right. Um, so. You kind of talked about like uh, growing up playing music. Like, when did you start, like, really being interested in like music and stuff like that? Um, I didn't honestly start playing music until I like playing an instrument until I was like eighteen or nineteen. Until like I went to college. Um, and you grew up in uh, Orlando, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Kind of moved here like '96 from uh, Massachusetts area. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember like always being into rock music. I remember like. I think I must have been five or six years old watching MTV, mm-hmm. uh, Smashing Pumpkins. And like I bought, I had my mom take me to go buy a Smashing Pumpkins CD. Yeah. And I remember this, that was probably my first purchase musically. And uh, we got home, opened it, and I'm pretty sure it had the parent, parental advisory yeah. sticker on it. She was cool. She bought it anyways, but not that cool because once we opened it, <laughs> <laughs> once we opened it, there was like, you know the the artwork on the inside cover was like a naked woman or yeah. whatever you know kind of covering her her breasts yeah. or whatnot and she's like nope nope we're you know we're taking that back yeah she so made you take it back to the store yeah dang my I mom think you could take CDs back yeah I guess you can so I think I I got I had switched it for a mighty mighty Boston's CD <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not quite the same. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I had something around uh, Eminem's uh, second album. I convinced my mom to buy that for me, mm-hmm. and she but she I, she wasn't there when I opened it or listened to it really because I had a like a uh, portable CD player, and mm-hmm. she just entrusted me that I was listening to a good like clean version of. Sure, it. sure. I was not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you had to get it at Walmart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to go to Walmart for that. Yeah, I was like, oh, Hastings sells the non-parental, you know, the the edited version. Um, anyway, so yeah, so you like were into rock music. So like, what was the, I mean, 18 seems, I mean, not say late, but like, what was the, like, like, Hey, I'm going to learn the guitar. Like what, pick that up. Um, partly like getting out of this stupid high school phase I was in of like, um, just being a dumbass kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did you play sports and stuff like that? Yeah. Like I, I played basketball, but then like didn't continue it through high school um but just you know get caught up with friends and discovering weed and drinking starting to drink way too young man yeah same 14 15 it's like you know yeah yeah that's pretty pretty (laughs) young same i was like uh, around that same age and i was like fuck it and like i didn't really have any kind of interest in what what i was gonna do yeah yeah i was fully prepared just to do manual labor all my life i was like but i think like with the um picking up the instrument thing maybe maybe it kind of comes out of like a 
sort of um, cliche, like, oh, you go to college and then you start putting up like Jimi Hendrix posters uh, yeah. in your, uh, yeah. you know, your dorm or your apartment. You play on Wonderwall then, on, the, on the guitar. <laughs> yeah. So that sort of thing. And then um, I just kept digging at rock, at rock music, you know, and um, discover psychedelics too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that'll, that'll help for sure. And, uh, you know, just becoming obsessed with, with stuff. Um, yeah. All, did you? All my friends too, kind of as well, you know? Yeah. Did you have any other like outlets for expression beforehand? Or was that kind of like the the introduction to like any sort of expression whatsoever that's like like learning the guitar um definitely like sparked my creativity and then just like being inspired by countless different um uh, musicians and artists and i think honestly one thing that was a big uh sort of uh kickstarter was one of my best friends he had like a house mm -hmm. his freshman year of college um and then the, the neighbor was an older guy who also was in college. He went to FAMU instead of Florida State. Mm -hmm. He was like in the pharmacy pro program. He was this kind of older dude, and he had like a full-on kind of jam room in his house. Oh yeah. And nice. then we became friends with him, and he showed us like you know the Mars Volta. Oh yes. He showed us like um, Captain Beefheart and yeah. like all this weird, all this like weird kind of. Well, that seems like more avant-garde. Yeah, that's stuff. definitely the introduction. You can see some of those influences yeah. of that kind of stuff in right. what you do now. Yeah, and then so I kind of see. Wait a minute, what is this? What is this? This yeah. is so weird that it's like super intriguing mm -hmm. to me. You know? Yeah, dude. Mar first time I heard Mar Mars Volta, I was like, like same thing. Like, what the fuck is? <laughs> is it's hard to even like, yeah. especially those first few albums. They're so, like I said, ex experimental with also being like uh, rhythmic and right. also having right. a, a point which is fantastic. So like you're in college, you're hanging out. Like, what was uh, so? What was the next step? Did you consider there like, all right, as you're kind of doing this experimental stuff and kind of learning new things and all that kind of stuff? Did you think that like, all right, I'm going to try to pursue music? Like, what were you going to college for? I have a business degree. Okay, well, um, you finished Florida State, yes, yeah. yeah. Right on. And uh, you know, I feel like it's hard for like an 18 to even 20 year old a lot of the times to like know what they want to do. Yeah. They say our brains aren't fully developed till we're 25. Yeah, I don't, I don't think mine's still developed. <laughs> still work. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then I guess um, during my whole becoming obsessed with music thing in college, uh, you know, I discovered this record label from Los Angeles called Sergeant House. Okay. And it was like um, bands like RX Bandits uh, were on there. Um, Russian circles, maps and atlases, and then Omar from the Mars Volta was uh, associated with the label as well. Mm -hmm. And it was like it was uh, ran by this woman named Kathy, who still owns the label and runs it today. Um, and I was just like, I was like, I was a super fan of all these of all these bands and like uh, kind of the way that they that she managed and ran the business. Like it was artist first, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, damn, man, I, I would, it'd be a dream to work there. And this is probably like senior. Yeah, what year is this? Probably like junior, senior year of college. Yeah, but what me. a year, like 20? 20, 20, uh, 2010, 11. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, so I graduated in like 11. Yeah. 
I mean, but how are you like, I mean, I guess the internet's a thing. Like how are you, how did you even stumble across the label before that? Like, was it just through the Marsville to like. So she, like all her music was like, she had all her music up, all the bands on Bandcamp. You could listen to all those albums for free on, on Bandcamp. As oh, long right as you're, you're online. You yeah, yeah. Download them, you had to pay. But mm -hmm. um, I guess this was pretty much before like Spotify or anything. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, right, right on that time. Like, I mean, MySpace might've been around. Like that, she was all that label was always utilizing Bandcamp early on, and um, which is a great like website for for artists. You still use it, still like yeah. yeah. Well, like that, I actually, that, that's funny you said that. I was talking with someone, I know uh, a week or two ago, and we were just exchanging like uh, we were talking, exchanging like music and stuff like that. And I was like, I and he was he's a purist. He's a good guy. He like um, he's like I only listen to. I'm pretty sure it was Bandcamp because mm -hmm. they they give. Full profits and stuff. Yeah, they too, do. Yeah. Only to the other where they have like Bandcamp Friday. Yeah, exactly. Where it's and only. I think they started that during the pandemic. Yeah. To help. Yeah. What whatnot? Yeah, know? which is which is great. You know, and he's like, you know, talking about Spotify and all this shit, mm -hmm. making me feel horrible. You know, when I'm like, right. hey, you you listen to Spotify? He's like, fuck Spotify. Like, okay. <laughs> all right, whatever. But that's awesome. Um, so yeah, you're like, uh, you find her on Bandcamp and all that kind of stuff. And then. Right. So I just I just was a, I was a fan. Like I you know my buddy showed me RX Bandits. And then I like big fan of them. And then I saw these other bands and I'm like, wait a minute, they're all kind of uh, associated with this uh, record label, you know? Um, I guess fast forward to like 2012, the year kind of after I graduated, South by Southwest in Austin, there was like a showcase, uh, Sergeant House had like a showcase at some venue down there. And I was like all the bands from the label we're, we're playing and I met, I met her uh, and I met the bands, whatever. I'm like this fan guy, you know? Um, well, I mean, but so, oh, let's pause. If you, if you go back and listen, I mean, cause I can already see kind of where this is going, but if you go back and listen to Andrews, mm -hmm. I think it's a testament to both yours mentality or like maybe how you were raised sure. that you have this confidence to be like, I'm gonna go down there and meet. Them. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Or because oh, yeah, he did the thing. With yeah, 50 did, yeah, exactly. So it's like there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of that. Like in your toilet. Right, I mean, it kind right. of gives you an insight into, um, I guess the, the, I mean, shout out to your parents if they're listening or whatever, or like the, this all your dreams. Yeah, or yeah, or like yeah. yeah, or the you know the confidence they instilled in you guys of like, sure. Hey, like if you want to go meet someone, you know what I mean? Where most people wouldn't even, most people might you know follow an idea or band mm. to like you know South by Southwest. They're never going to go out of the way. Of like I'm going to try to meet them. Right, yeah. right. Which is, I mean, I just wanted I mean, to point that. Pass on to Andrew because he, you know, he pursued like this huge, you know, platinum recording. Well, I mean, but still, I mean, I'm like, what's up, indie rock label? Hey, well, but, but I mean, but, but I mean, still, if, any any kind of association with like a fan, but like you know, being a fan to like sure, pushing sure. past that, yeah. that's still, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would I would call that you know just as admirable as you know, no, no cool. matter the record level. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, so. You get the balls. You're going to South by Southwest. Yeah. So, what, what was, uh, I mean, just out of curiosity, what was the other bands over there that you were like, or what other like uh, acts were you there to see? Is there anybody else that you like stood out? It was it was mostly, um, you know, the bands on the label I went to see. Uh, and then Omar Rodriguez Lopez from the Marsville at the drive, and he had like a movie that he put out that was premiering at South by Southwest. And then like the bands on that label, man, they're so amazing. Um, there's a there's a band from Ireland called And So I Watch You From Afar. Okay. They're like post rock. It's a great name. In, instrumental. Uh, amazing. Like just so epic. And um, 
There's a band called TTNG. They used to be called This Town Needs Guns, but they kind of just made it the acronym because I don't think they wanted to really <laughs> yeah. piss anybody off. Yeah, I think, I mean, like this is pretty, uh, <laughs> you know, past few years. It's like a good call. Yeah, yeah. and like yeah. Chelsea Wolf, uh, Deaf Heaven are, all, Chelsea Wolf, are yeah. all part of that. Yeah. Um, There's a band from Canada called Indian Handcrafts. Uh, that, that The labels had so many different revolving uh, artists um, through the years, you know. Uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, so you're there, and uh, so you was uh, sorry to cut you off, but like when you were at, so you go and meet her, mm-hmm. and then like what was the interaction? Like what was your? It was kind of honestly at South by it was kind of uh, it was kind of brief with with her, but she like remembered who I was because then like when I got back, I like followed up on an email, nice. and then I um, was just trying to pick her brain about like managing artists and like the music the music business um so you're you're now thinking like i'm gonna do something right with this they're year. based in los angeles yeah, yeah so uh yeah and then like she kind of wrote me back and she's like you just gotta do it you know you just have to um like experience it firsthand and that's how you learn you know there's like no going to school for this mm-hmm. and so i had a one of my best friends actually lived in los angeles at the time he still does and uh, so I went out to visit him, went to her house, which is where like the label was yeah. in Echo Park in LA. And uh, she was like, I just kind of ha- had a meeting with her and she's like, well, you know, I, I kind of need someone like to go on the road with, with my bands and that's responsible, whatever. And then so I said, fuck it, I was back in Florida. And then I just drove out there Damn. Yeah, twenty. I guess it was like twenty thirteen by this time. Yeah, I mean, but like to think that you like you had no experience with bands. Mm-hmm. You say that right, and then like you just were like, "Hey, I'm I'm going to I'm gonna you know I'm I'm responsible enough coming out of college to manage these guys." Right, right. Did you have any sort of fear or whatever the fuck? Where you're like, maybe I'm gonna fail, or maybe yeah. You know, I mean, I was young enough, and like I was, I guess I was twenty three at this point, maybe twenty two. Um, at this point, I was like, it's like. Enough people told me, like, if it doesn't work out, just fucking come back. Just move back. There's nothing to be afraid of. Of course, I was nervous, you know, Mm -hmm. and whatever. Sort of this bright-eyed, bushy-tailed dude, you know. But, um, yeah, like so drove across the country with my friend who came with me. And, uh, like, I kind of, like, interned for her. Mm -hmm. Um. Then like maybe within like a couple months, she hired me to like tour manage and go on the road. First assignment was uh, working with Omar Rodriguez Lopez, yeah. which was crazy to me because yeah. um, he was like a you know this like rock god, you know yeah for like the past like eight years of my life <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had like a side not a side project, but he had another band called Bosnian Rainbows that was part of the label. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like so i that my first job was to just drive to canada from i drove to vancouver from la by myself in her van with a trailer picked up like omar and his gear and the rest of the band members and i uh, did like a little maybe two week run with them mm-hmm. and i'm like texting my friend like oh my god i'm <laughs> fucking on the road with omar yeah. and, like, and they're all fans as well yeah, yeah, yeah. you know but uh was there any times where you like caught yourself like like you're talking to him and you're like, oh, I'm like, I'm geeking out. Or you're like, I gotta, I gotta calm down. <laughs> that was like one of the first things she told me. She's like, 
whatever you do, just don't fucking fanboy. <laughs> yeah. Like over him, just like they're people, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it was it was cool, man. Like just just to do that experience, you know. And it was cool that he was like kind of back um, in like the van, you know, doing yeah. like the van tour. Yeah. He's in this like new sort of band, and like that isn't the Mars Volta. Yeah, yeah. Driving where they're like on these mega huge tour, yeah. tour buses or whatever. Yeah. What was that band? That uh, that third one? Like, like, what was that style? Was it kind of in some of his? So Bosnian Rainbows was um, Omar. On guitar, uh, D'Antoni Parks drumming, uh, a guy named Nikki Casper, like on keys, and uh, Terry Genderbender, who's in a band called The Butcherettes. She's like the vocalist. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of almost like, um, it's like a raw sort of like punk uh, dream pop kind of vibe, almost like a Susie and the Banshees okay. meets uh, like... Dude, I want to say Talking Heads, maybe. Okay, okay, I, it's, I it's cool. That. It's like melodic and um, uh, it's like epic. They have they have one record. They only they only put out one album. Still, I mean, you got to be a part of that, like yeah. one like run right. or whatever. But that's awesome. So you're on tour, and like you said, like holy shit, I'm on there. And like at this point, are you like are you are you still an intern? Are you getting paid? I was getting paid. Yeah, yeah, to, like, yeah. to go on the road, I'm like obviously I, yeah because I, I got like a side job right away out there. Yeah. Like at a restaurant, yeah. And then, uh, you know, like within like the first month, she put me on the road. So I'm like, I obviously, you know, yeah. So from there on out, came back. I was sort of like a day to day person, and then toured with a bunch of, toured with like all the bands. Like it was just nonstop on the road. What was your favorite band? Dri driving this van, doing merch, um, yeah. tour managing. What was the favorite band? Well, out of all of them, what was your favorite one to tour with? Um. <laughs> It was just, it was different, man. Everyone was so different. Like the next tour I did was that same year. Uh, and so I watch you from afar. And then this town needs guns. There's an, there's another artist on the label, uh, Milets, who's like a kind of a uh, solo guitar player. Yeah. Thank you. But um, that was a cool, that was cool. Cause it, it was fucking long, man. It was like six, five or six weeks. And then just like driving the van through Canada and all that. Um, who, who and you those think? people were awesome, man. Those yeah. guys from like, they're from the UK and they're just yeah. so nice and so polite and like some of the nicest people I've ever, I've ever met. Who put up, who put on the, the best show you think where you watched it? Yeah. I, okay. I guess the answer would be like, or the question better would be uh, like, what did you see like live performances you're like, and it probably inspired you the most. Like, holy out of, shit. Out of any of the bands yeah. I've worked with. Yeah. All of them, all of them blew me away, man. Um, as far as like production goes, um, you know, the, I guess maybe fast forward to like 14, 15 and 16, I was touring more with like Def Heaven strictly okay. and then Chelsea Wolf like 16 and 17. And uh, those bands kind of grew to a level to where like their production was a little bit higher. Yeah. But um, those bands live, like Def Heaven Live is, um, is, in, is insane to me. Like, so I don't, I don't see that much today, like with with rock music, like it's such a raw kind of uh, energy, especially like from George, the singer, you know, it's just, uh, it's something that is so different live, you know, seeing it yeah. live is just like, whoa, it's moving, you know? Yeah. It has, I mean, it has a completely different experience than like listening to it. Like, I feel like you, are you like, I know myself, even like growing up and going to more concerts as I got older and 
from different versions of concerts, whether it's, you know, death metal or punk or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had like, you know, even music that I considered I didn't like seeing it live gave me a whole new appreciation and new love for like the whole type sure. of music, just sure. like the energy and like being a part of it and stuff like that. And that's probably like, you know, it's really, you know, brutal to have this past year and like people releasing yeah, albums yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and not be able to showcase it. It's and really it, something when like an artist just is better live than on the album, yeah, you know, because it's yeah. not always the case. Yeah, exactly. You choose the opposite. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean like, so during all this time, I mean, you're, you're surrounded by all these bands, all these bands doing these wild stuff. Are you doing any music yourself? Or are you just like strictly just doing I was music? still, I was still like practicing guitar back at, like when I lived in LA, I just had like a you know, a small apartment, but, um, I was, it was just, I was so busy. I was always, I guess like creatively, I was more so working for like other people's creative outlets. And I was more like on the, on the business side, you know? Um, I honestly didn't get into my whole electronic thing until I, until I left Los Angeles. Cause I kind of had this mindset where like, you know, it was hard to leave that, that, that world for me, but, um, I was like, if I'm gonna go back to Florida, I'm gonna like do my own creative shit and like do my own music, you know? Yeah, well, to sort of subsidize the the loss. That yeah. Was. Let's backtrack. Was well, what was the? I mean, how long were you out there in LA? Uh, thirteen to like seventeen. Yeah. So I mean, you're out there for that long. Like, what was? I mean, what's the idea of coming back to Florida? I mean, it's such a uh, music musically mm. driven, and like, there's so many creative outlets out there. We're not saying that there's not more here, or there's right, not enough, right. you know, here in Orlando. But as far as like an outlet, usually generally like, you know, the in the consensus is like if you're gonna do music or any sort of artist endeavorment. That's it's, the goal. Yeah, it's to LA. Yeah, or right, New, or right. New York. Why or leave? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that was my question. Like what was the I mean I had to like weigh on you to be like, oh shit. Sure. I, yeah. I mean, I guess um, you know, after like pretty much five years of of touring, you know, being a tour manager, and it was just like became sort of the record label, like I was working at um, Sergeant House, I mean, it was kind of like I hit sort of, I don't want to say a, a ceiling, but like, you know, it's a, it's an independent label. I could, I could only make so much yeah. support myself in yeah. LA, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like, just trying to get to the, to the next level, uh, get a, a job like with, I was trying to get a job with like Live Nation and it just, oh, shit, yeah. I, it, nothing, it wasn't hitting, I was yeah. trying to, maybe get like a tour managing gig with like a bigger artist. Mm-hmm. Part of me too was was like a little burnt out from like life on the road, you know? Yeah, I can only and imagine. It, was, it yeah. was just so off and on. It was like month on, month off or whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm like, do I want to keep doing this into my thirties, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, cause <laughs> at this back, point- My back hurts, <laughs> like I'm not <laughs> sleeping. Yeah. How old were you at that point? Like, uh, I mean, it was it was great to do in my twenties, like twenty three to like twenty eight. Like, yeah, it was awesome, man. I wouldn't trade that for the world. Yeah, for sure. That experience. So yeah, you're doing all that, and you're like, fuck it, I'm just gonna move back to Orlando. It was nice because like, I would say like from thirteen, from twenty thirteen to like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, it was like grinding in the van. Yeah, and then like Death Heaven kind of got bigger you know, and um, they were able to sort of afford a, a tour bus. And mm-hmm. then like, I wasn't driving anymore. I'm in the bus, which was nice. Still, still its own set of challenges in, yeah. in the bus, you know. Um, some of the tour bus drivers are crazy. Yeah, I mean like our good, our good <laughs> friend of ours who's uh, been on the pod, he uh, he drives for like a lot of different bands. Okay. And he drives like, mm-hmm. like for like that artist murder and stuff like oh, that. Wow. And like, uh, he's, so he must he, be a character. 
Oh, he is. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he <laughs> yeah. always has been. Like, yeah. we, we knew him when he was, like, trying to work in the kitchen. Right, right. Yeah, he's just a big, burly, ginger <laughs> guy that just, like, you know. Sleeps during the day, drives at he, night. Yeah, dude, just <laughs> listens to, like, a lot of different music and, like, you know, loves sneakers. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, he's just uh, right. one of those guys. So, yeah, they definitely are characters. And it takes, like, a, like I said, it, like, I can't, I hate driving mm. an hour. Like, right. I, can't, I can't imagine, like. I'm driving the van with a trailer. Yeah, exactly. That was wild. Backing into places, like, shit. Shit. Yeah, yeah, New mean, York, like, fuck yeah, New yeah. York. Everyone's like, oh, New York, that's so awesome. But no, it was like yeah. my least favorite destination when I was doing that. Yeah, yeah. I can, dude, <laughs> I can Logistics. Only, you know? Oh, my God, that's terrifying. Um, So, yeah, so you decided, you're like, fuck it, I'm going to come back to Orlando. Yeah, I mean, there was just sort of, like, a financial opportunity that arose here, Um you know, that was just a tough decision to make. But, uh, you know, I would, since like, since like this pandemic's happened and then like just being here for now for four years, uh, I've kind of hit up some of the bands. I'm like, and if any of y'all are listening, <laughs> like I'll take, I'll take a month off. I'll go back on the road. I'd <laughs> yeah. love to, you know? Yeah. Would you, like, what, what aspect would you want to go back on? I, I miss being like, I miss just being around like-minded people, like, and it was an, it was an inspiring feeling just to be around artists, you know, yeah. and like um, the the feeling like after the tour too was such a feeling of accomplishment. Yeah, know? like we did this, we're done. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, I mean that that kind of lead into where we're at. So you come back to Orlando, and then you're like, okay, so you've been playing guitar mm -hmm. now. Obviously, over the course of mm -hmm. those years, from you know college to where you're like you know 28, you've probably you've probably increased your skill level significantly yes, I, think, I guess so yeah yeah i mean like anything <laughs> yeah, that, i would say so yeah anything <laughs> yeah, so. yeah exactly <laughs> we were talking about that recently with my own paintings is like i like i'm so hard on myself all the time i was like well, well that's beside the point but like but i can now see if i especially if i do stuff i can see sequences of progression how long have you been painting uh painting where like i actually like am trying at it for about four years but like i've been painting for like eight and like oh, the Lord. first four were like Experimental. Yes, I'm gonna glue rope to this canvas. That's cool. Yeah. I like the one you did for my brother. I saw it. Yeah. House. Yeah. yeah, it turned out pretty good. But yeah, but it's but I mean the point being is just like anything that I was talking about. That, like I said recently, like anything that you do, you're gonna get you know you know increasingly better at it, and mm -hmm. then you're gonna be able to see the progression. So I assume, but like I said, by the time you get back to Orlando, you probably can see progression of like even music understanding. Mm -hmm. And sure. then, yeah, and then so what was the kind of the next step into like, all right, now I'm gonna start playing around with more than just this guitar? Um, one, I was like, uh, one of the incentives to come back, I'm like, oh man, I could probably have one day afford a house in Orlando as opposed to Los Angeles. Yeah. You know? So um, I became like a general contractor. I went into business like, you know, with my father or whatnot. Um, but uh, as far as like transitioning to like electronic music, um, you know, I guess I just kind of bought like uh, one of my buddies um, who's also who also does music. Um, you know, I saw he had like a synthesizer or whatever at his house downtown Orlando here, and then Korg kind of came out with those Volcas. You know, they were like more like uh, they were affordable. They were like 150 bucks each. Yeah, um, they're like sequencers, synth synthesizers, mm -hmm. and they have a whole different series of them. So I bought one of those. And then uh, kind of figured out what sequencing was. And then I just dove fully into the rabbit hole, you know, and just bought, um, I bought another Korg, like this instrument called the monologue. Mm -hmm. And then I had like a sampler 
and then uh just making music with those two for a while yeah you're just like and like literally it's just the sense of just sitting in a room yeah and just playing yeah right? and just like it was like buying the one that was like the affordable one you yeah know? and then discovering there's oh there's all these way more expensive ones oh, and dude. Then there's like mid mid-range ones and there's so many there's so much gear yeah i i had no idea honestly like, yeah, like i said i discovered the genre like over the past few years but um my boss mm -hmm. matt mm -hmm. he's huge into he, do, he doesn't ever like record play it for anybody mm -hmm. doesn't record it like hardly ever he says he literally spent i i, I the, the, i guess they call him is it a rig i don't know what the fuck whatever the board i guess um like the module yeah module system okay. that he's bought he bought he it's probably like you know several thousand dollars right. like what he puts into it and he's right. always like hey i bought a new module and Call it's like, it like a, a rack or yeah a yeah, it's, rack yeah and it's like all this kind of stuff and i'm like and like and like i'm like who's this for and he's like i just enjoy it like, <laughs> right, right he just puts it on same thing it just like sure. plays. but he's sunk so much money into it just oh, for right. like a hobby you know what i mean which horrible, is horrible horrible like, for the wallet yeah I, I did i had no idea that like i assumed that's just one guy on a or like you know that's my mm -hmm. dumb brain but like you know on like you know a couple like you know drum machines and like that's it but not all the twists and turns the way it falls into it it can get yeah, crazy i'm pretty sure the whole like uh, as far as like what's become available has like exploded in probably the past like maybe 10 years or mm -hmm. less you know of course there's been like there's always been like moog's been around for a while and like um all the uh, the modular synthesizer stuff's been around korg but uh like there's as far as like just um different companies and then like there's a company called electron that has put out so much stuff that's almost becoming like the industry standard in yeah. a lot of ways but um yeah man and then there's also I don't, you may know of the circuit church guys do you, do you know about I, circuit I have church? it I have it in my notes uh, so yeah I, I saw, so I yeah so I don't know really of them but I I was looking through your page and I, okay I saw so more about circuit it, yeah. church is a local mm -hmm. uh label mm -hmm. they put out cassettes they put out cassettes yeah they, they do cassettes they okay put out cassettes and then they have like a monthly um event mm -hmm. they used to have it at like indies yeah now it's at the nook okay it hasn't been obviously for the past year and a half. Yeah, yeah they just had the first one back uh this past saturday okay at the nook on yeah Robinson. um so yeah shout out jared and uh will who yeah. that. they're both amazing artists as yeah. well will goes by modal plane jared goes by pressure wave yeah um and they're like their knowledge of modular synthesizers is like beyond yeah and th and then they have so the monthly event which is also which is also called circuit church is basically a showcase of like local artists um that you know play electronic music yeah it's like hardware based it's less less like um you know i think they kind of try to stray away from like people that play with like software or whatever okay yeah but um yeah it's cool it's like a nerd gathering yeah that's it's awesome. awesome yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's awesome for you i mean so like when did you start finding them like that there was a whole scene or i guess there yeah I mean, so there's like this, how big the scene is but there's like, like this scene in orlando of like electronic musicians and electronic music experimental and whatever really um, i mean like uh, it, it used to be big? it used to be called maloco maloco plus Okay. Which was like the name of like the milk from um, Clockwork Orange. Okay. <laughs> like they drink like the milk. It's yeah, yeah. Like called Maloco Plus. They get like fucked yeah. up from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it used to be called that, but they changed the name to Circuit Church. And then so. Uh, I wonder I, if you. Oh, sorry to cut you off, but like, um, I wonder if. Because 
and correct me if I'm wrong, but like in the early 2000s, there's a huge like rave scene here in Orlando, right? You know, I, I think so. I, I haven't think, really like lived in Orlando as an adult until like 2017, technically. Yeah, I'm almost positive like uh, Jesse and like some other people have told me that like during the, like those early, like I guess late 90s, early 2000s of yeah. like when Blade and shit was coming out. Oh, but, like, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, My I, friend J Josh was telling me. Yeah, that was, it was like one of, the, one of the top like uh, rave cities like in the United States. And I wonder how much of that and like, I guess it, you know, eventually died off or mm. whatever once raves. I don't know, people still go to rave. <laughs> I mean, it's the thing that they do, but it's kind of it's different, different style yeah, of music now. Yeah, but like, I wonder if they're how much of that's carried that scene is carried over into like. I, I think just a lot of because a lot of the people that are into that are like a little bit older. One, because you know, you're in your 30s and 40s, you have money <laughs> to spend on these expensive pieces yeah. of gear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think a lot of those people are me included, like influenced by like that old kind of the UK like rave yes. scene and like oh man the like first a I mean Apex Twin like Boards of Canada yeah, all that old Prodigy sort of, like, all that shit yeah like, yeah, yeah and like yeah. and yeah and there's still that I mean I could still listen to the Blade soundtrack if I needed to oh yeah, know, Fuck yeah. get excited about it <laughs> yeah I mean there's still that I mean Prodigy's on there right yeah exactly yeah. yeah they're on there like and like I even I think I even told you a few of them like like there's like a band I love Le Bon uh, Canover and they lay, it's like two Germans. Like oh, you a, said, you said Lebanon. Hanover. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and they're like. Wait, who, are, who is that band again? It's like, it's like a, um, it's like a guy and a girl of like Germans. And they okay. just do, they do like a more like dark synth wave mixed sure. with that style. Sure, sure. So those, there's still like, so you can still see some of those influences from those early rave scenes. Right, right. Or like right. early, like, you know, um, right. you know, uh, style of music into now. And like, you know, I find myself being drawn to like, you know, the, the warped into like eighties and pop right. and all that kind right, of stuff. Right, right. But yeah, so, um, that's, it's crazy. You started with just a drum, small, cheap drum machine. You went from there. Right. Like now, like if you, you know, look at, check out your Instagram, like your studio, I guess, which is in your house mm -hmm. is like, it's full of shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I, shit, I bought you know like, uh, the Electron, this company Electron, they're out of Sweden. They make some amazing, uh, synthesizers and sequencers. Mm -hmm. So I use primarily uh, two of those. Yeah. And then um, I like this, this other synth that's probably one of my favorites uh, is called the Make Noise O-Coast. They're yeah. a company out of Asheville. Mm -hmm. um, like Moog's also out of Asheville. Yeah. But um, well, yeah, what was, what was so like, what was the influence? Like you're doing, here's a, I'm doing this a little bit. You're adding another piece mm -hmm. or whatever. At what point were you like, I kind of want to do this? Like as far as like not just like play around and fucking like right right because you've done some shows right and then like you uh I mean you even you know I guess adapted is it persona or would you call it an artist name like what would you call like you know the dream dream I uh it's yeah it's it's an artist name moniker whatever have you um sort of loosely based off of uh the comic book the Sandman yes the character the main character's dream yeah which then the they're making the show now they seen, are making the have show have you seen what it looks like yeah it, man it looks Shit. it looks insane it looks exactly like wait is there like a preview yeah the, the, there's like well there's a uh, I, I just watched a thing called like behind the scenes uh -huh. and they're like you know Neil Gaiman is like one of these right, 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 right. So they're literally building this from the ground up, and like oh dude like the, so the, 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 every, every single like it's like him walking through the set and it's like <laughs> literally pull like from the props to everything is pulled right. from the page and oh, like wow. they, they really That's built so everything. Sick. he's part of it yeah it looks it looks great i was i was actually um you know dream for halloween a few years back nice did the whole white yeah face 
But I'm, um, I'm glad you followed it with. I'm glad you said whiteface. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that sort of kind of inspired, like that comic definitely inspired, like sort of like the aesthetic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you like? I mean, it was kind of dark in some of the photos. Do you wear like? You don't wear normal clothes. Oh, I mean, I'll kind of even like dress up a little yeah. bit. I guess yeah. the last show I played was kind of, you know, during the pandemic. So I had the, you know, I kind of yeah. like put like a black sort of like tarp. Yeah. Not tarp, but like a cloth. Mm-hmm. around my face yeah i feel like i feel like that mask. music lends itself to a persona yeah. but i like to i like to kind of dress up a little yeah bit. maybe wear like a jewelry or something yeah exactly know? well i mean you put, you don't seem like a man that would generally wear jewelry <laughs> <laughs> no, like, but, a, like a necklace and maybe yeah. like, a ear, like earrings or something yeah that's what i'm saying like i feel like more than probably most genres right like having someone that's like yourself like sure. a, you know you know um, you know, a contractor to, and like, you know, right. be able to create like a persona, <laughs> right. you know, right. more or less, yeah, you know, it's cool. It's cool. About with it. other, other bands you have like, like Slipknot and like, you sure. know, maybe like Mushroom Hit, you know, there's like such a small, you know, like uh, existence from like off stage to on stage. And I feel like, but I feel like with most of that, you can be like, I'm going to be, you know, this mm. person on here. You know what I mean? You could really let your creative side come out. Yeah. Through. Not only music, but. Yeah. The way you, people you view yeah, you or whatever. And I, I think it's important to like, with music and if you're performing like kind of that can add sort of a visual element for the yeah. audience you know uh like like you said like slipknot for example yeah like those guys dressing up it's like that's yeah. that's polarizing to see you know yeah the, the visual element especially with that style of music is like uh is i don't think it's i mean some i don't think it, it's important but it does add to the ambiance mm-hmm. like i we went and watched uh we took mushrooms and went and watched a com truce okay and like I was expecting him to like. Was that the social last time we played here? Yes. Yeah. 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 Did you go? I did not. Oh I no. To, but not. Yeah. Yeah. There was like a bunch of bands before that or whatever. They were great. But like I was expecting uh, him to have some sort of like I said, like the background to be like to go with the music. Mm-hmm. But to me, nothing against him. I like the music or whatever. But it, ha- it felt like it was just like a Microsoft Windows. Oh, you're talking about like the visual. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah, okay. exactly. You know what okay. I mean? Like, yeah, right. I-, I feel like either you should go nothing or no, not right. give me this, right. you know, like right. screensaver. Okay, okay. I don't mean to hang on. I mean, just like, like ambient. Kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah, it was. Sure. It didn't, oh, yeah, it didn't, okay. yeah, it didn't feel like it like it went with, like, you know, I feel like right, right. he could have probably warped into more creativity. Sure, I mean, sure. What do I know? <laughs> right. I'm judging a guy that makes a lot more money than me. Yeah. <laughs> Still but, had fun. Yeah, we still had a great time. It was, it was awesome. Nice. But um, but yeah, so yeah, that's kind of the going to. So you're like, you know, building this. And then the, when did you decide, like, I'm going to play my first show? I guess it was because of Circuit Church. I, yeah. I, I discovered that. And I'm like, these are my people. Yeah. I'm like, I make weird synthesizer music too, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, And then just practicing enough, feeling confident, like, on those synthesizers, you know. Like, the Electron gear is really good at, like... um kind of the workflow of it all you mm-hmm. know you can kind of control everything on their on their little screens and just you can control synthesizers externally with those you know through midi yeah. all that stuff um, so i just have a question not yes. to break up this but i'm just curious this is such a new like genre of music for me mm-hmm. do you go into like your sessions with like a beat in mind or yeah. is it just like all kind of feel like what goes with what or when i when i typically uh i will have sort of like uh kind of the skeleton of the song right. sort of laid out mm-hmm. and then there's a lot of improvisation too yeah um like you can live sample on, yeah on one on one of the synths on the yeah. octa track but um 
yeah so i would say it's like half like half improvisation and then there is like a written out sort of um yeah melody and, and drum drum beat and whatnot nice yeah I get, and some of your stuff does have Sequence. words in it and lyrics and stuff yeah. like that and they are, yeah yeah so like are you writing when you said there is a like you know a melody and stuff like that are you writing out actual sheet music or you kind of just like have an idea of like how you're going to ebb and flow it so with within the electron sequencers you kind of are able to sort of uh write and program um the you know the songs within the machines themselves mm -hmm. um so yeah that's kind of how like i write just on those you know yeah do you and like your music is so uh like, like i said experimental like you said before and right. like all that kind of stuff like uh what is do you do you draw inspiration from like like uh multiple things or is there something that you, you do internal inspiration or whatever um like for instance for myself like uh, most of my paintings will either be personal inspiration or they'll be an observation of something mm -hmm. i mean they will they're, they're generally like not be like a whole lot of stuff where I'm just like free forming it or whatever. We're trying to like, you know, put myself into someone else's mind or whatever the mm -hmm. fuck. It would just be like something I see, and I, you know, internalize it or like internalize myself and put it on there. You know, that that's generally how I work as far as like creating, art, you know, artistic content. Like where would you, do you know, like where would you say that you pull from to like create stuff? Um, definitely like the obvious stuff, like, um, you know, listening to certain artists or, for instance, just, just being inspired by certain artists. Um, for instance, uh, you know, seeing Flying Lotus, um, saw him at Arco Santi in like 2017, I mm -hmm. think. Um, you know, he, he's visually like on another level what he does uh, and then musically as well. And then also kind of discovering more like sample based music. Mm -hmm. um, like, uh, for example, Burial is a good one. And then uh, also like, you know, DJ DJ Shadow, you know, just hearing stuff, hearing artists that like have created entire albums just just from samples. Yeah. You know? Or someone like uh, Luke Fibert, um, and then people like Fortet, you know, incredibly inspiring. Yeah. You know, can't come close to the, any any of those guys, but uh, just yeah, well, just to. Well, I mean, but, but I can tell though, like, I mean, just as maybe just me putting my own set, like some of your stuff seems darker, mm -hmm. like seems like it's coming from, you know, do you think that is coming from yourself? Think that like your, your emotion, like the way you're feeling that day when you sit down there to create music, you think that right. that has a toll on what you create? What do you think it's therapeutic in a way? Yeah. You know, I kind of get this, people think I'm like such as like dark and ominous person, but people I think like, I same. think like with art, um, I am kind of drawn to like a heavier, deeper Same. kind of vibe. Like mm -hmm. with, I mean, with rock music too. Like, um, you know, buying the Smashing Pumpkins CD when I was yeah. six years old, or even Code Orange, like we were talking about. <laughs> or you know, Code yeah, they like they can be some pretty right. Good. But I like I like all kinds of sh I like pop music. Yeah. I like I like rap music. I like yeah, me too. Dance I, music. The reason I was asking is because I I feel the same way as like um I'm I, I consider myself a generally nice guy. What do you think, Kendra? Generally. Yeah. And generally a nice guy. And like, um, but, and like, I always loved and I tend to gravitate toward the darker side mm -hmm. of stuff. Even when I'm painting, I try to like sometimes go out of my way to be like, I'm going to make this, a, you know, right. a lighter side. It right. ends up almost always warped. In that. Right. And some of it, you know, I think that like the more I self-evaluate, the more like I can learn that it's, it almost is a therapeutic thing for me where it's almost 
this maybe like maybe internal feeling or whatever that I'm, I, I'm putting out on the canvas. It gives me a more soothing thing mm-hmm. where I can be, like you said, like nicer. People think that, you know, right, I think right. you're dark, but maybe you're not dark, you know, and face to face because right, right. now it exists <laughs> in this music. Yeah, you have an outlet to put it out there. So I wonder. I would agree. Yeah. Like I'm a pretty, you know, smiley person. Yeah. But um, I think sort of the idea I had with with Dream being kind of influenced from the com- from that comic book, which is a dark kind of yes. Um, I just kind of had it in my mind like this is sort of like this kind of uh, dark sort of um, you know mysterious sort of project persona that I want to do because mm-hmm. just creatively you know yeah I can kind of keep it I can kind of hide behind something yeah exactly you can have you know, and you don't have to be that and smiley like being person. Sh- like nervous too like performing or interesting like being shy I can I'll like set up these like masks and stuff and I have this like this like kind of uh, altar thing yeah, that's like sick. tall and I can kind of like it's almost like taller than me and I kind of sit I totally get that behind it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get that totally um, but yeah you're talking about nervousness yeah what was the idea behind that first one you had to be like holy shit oh that man. first circuit church yeah. thing yeah it was man it was I was nervous you know uh, even though it was maybe for like 15 20 people in that little bar but yeah still it's probably like so peers everyone's and stuff. like everyone's like looking at you oh, this is for the next 40 minutes it's like this guy's sounds that he's came out of his head you know? yeah so uh but the feeling you know after you do that it was it was awesome you know yeah so and, like, and then uh you continued to like i mean you did uh something at city arts too yeah i did a, i did a few shows with circuit church and then the last show i played was like this past october at city arts the uh, art gallery downtown yeah. They have a series called the In Between series. Mm-hmm. And I think like Timaclaw puts it out. Puts yeah. it on. Um, that was cool. You know, that was like there was like a full on crowd there. I think people were just like, whatever we can do to get out of the house to see yeah. like some sort of music. <laughs> yeah. Had you been? Have you? Had you been like? I mean, because so when COVID hit, and you had been doing stuff like you said with sure. uh, Circuit Church. Like, were you like? Were you actively, were you working at like at your other job or were you just like in quarantine? I mean, we were in, in quarantine and then like, you know, construction never really stopped, but like we kind of were just working from home and then yeah, um, it did slow down. So, so how much, yeah, how much took, was it your creative, create about like pushed on where you're like, I'm going to do more. I took advantage of the time yeah, yeah. Like, to do music stuff. Same, yeah. There was a period where like, it was like, fuck the world sucks. And I wasn't kind of being creative and yeah like bummed out same but um, everyone had that yeah <laughs> i definitely took advantage of like the free time like and turned that into like okay let's do something you know? yeah and then the show was fun like i did like a whole visual thing with like a projector yeah so i was gonna ask you like what was what was kind of the force behind like how do you i mean because god damn there's so many so many uh visuals you can choose from right especially like drawing from right, like right. trying to incorporate it that'd be the hard part, hardest part i think for me trying to incorporate the sound and this music that I created mm-hmm. into something that now is also being seen that kind of, so that you wouldn't want them to be considered separate. You want to somehow right. find them, their similarity in there. Sure. And I just kind of pulled from like, you know, footage on my uh, iPhone, just filming like nature, then like glitching those videos out. Mm-hmm. And then I also pull from like different, like surreal films that I like, like old like uh, surreal films like the holy mountain or like uh, the color of pomegranates okay just kind of taking scenes from those movies and like chopping them up glitching them out adding effects 
And as long as they're like, like someone asked at the uh, city art show, like, oh, how did you get the, the visuals to sync with your music? And I'm just like, I didn't. I just kind of glitched it out and kept it moving enough to where it just kind of seemed like it was fitting. That's awesome. I mean, that's super <laughs> creative. I mean, that, that, yeah. they just kind of blended up and people like, what the I mean, shit? You can, you can do that. I need to learn how to do that, like on like Max or whatever with Ableton, yeah. but. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then like, I mean, go, I mean, putting the visual, I mean, it had to be like, it just seems like there's so many steps to kind of get you there. Cause I also saw that, um, at some point, I mean, we've been talking about synths and mods and stuff like that. At some point you also, uh, started, did you start reincorporating the guitar back into yes. this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So probably on some of the recent stuff on my, uh, Instagram. Yeah. It's fun to play guitar, like with the, uh, electronic kind of sequence going on in the back yeah and i saw that and like especially and it kind of just you know it's more it makes more sense now that you know we're discussing the lead up mm -hmm. to seems like you now you're taking that past and the present sure. kind of blending those two together and creating something yeah man awesome. i think that's like kind of what i'm i'm definitely like having more fun adding the guitar into it so i think the next performance you yeah. might see some guitar that's awesome with the electronic that's sick yeah, I mean, one like, man band. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, <laughs> th those are always, dude, people playing kick drums and like looping stuff through, or like, uh, you know who Mark Rubier is? It sounds familiar. But he like has a mustache and glasses, and he does a lot of synth and mod, but he, he does. Like, a, is he local, dude? No, he's from LA, but he's he does a, a mustache and glasses. I'll look out for him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, uh, no, he like does stuff out of, uh, like LA. He's like, he's come, he used to do a lot of stuff exclusively just on social media and stuff, but he's like, blown up to now he does all these live shows okay but he does a lot of live looping with stuff okay. and like he's built the same thing where he like he now is incorporating like where he's doing stuff with other people that play guitar and play mm. drums or he does mm -hmm. piano right he plays piano too but he like he but his his stuff is also super silly and kind of wild but yeah. like but you kind of see that like that that's kind of like almost becoming a progression of like blending it doesn't have to just be like hey we have a, a you know two guitars a, you know, or in a bass right, right, and then like right. a drum, a singer. But now it can be like, all right, we have this thing, the synthesizer blending wind with this other stuff, sure. which is awesome. Sure. Kind of blending the worlds of those early stages of, you know, guitar and stuff like that, which is fascinating. I'm like excited to see, like explore. Like, so you talked about like uh, after the city arts thing. So did you continue to make music or was there a kind of a uh, pause transition? Cause you had talked to something about like taking four months off. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, I kind of, yeah, last year I was I was kind of full on, like, in the studio in my house making music, and just this year, um, like, work's been crazy, and life shit gets in the way, and it yeah. kind of um, you lose. I, feel like, I, mean, I don't know if it's like the, the older you get, like you start losing that that creative spark, you yeah. know, or just like the nine to five thing kind yeah. of wears you down, you know, the mm -hmm. whole cliche of that. But, um, you know, relationship, people, yeah. family, um, dating and yeah, I got you. work can just be like COVID still. Yeah. Well, still kind of, I mean, things are looking up. Yeah. Looking up. Yeah. I mean, but like you had, you had told me on the message that you were like starting to come back and be more. Yeah. So, so I think like just recently I've started like sort of feeling like, I want to have that spark. And then the guys from Circuit Church asked me if I wanted to play this month nice. in July. It's like at the end. It's at nice. the end of the month. So we'll see. I have to kind of follow up with them and yeah. be like, I'm ready. That'd be awesome. I mean, like, but what was kind of the feeling of that after that four months off? Did you did you see yourself like uh, different because of the disconnect of that creative outlet that you'd been using for so long? Did you just like, or even like being around it, like you said, like 
with all the touring in LA and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right, and right. then like, you know, just being consumed by, you know, artistry of any kind, whether you're right. doing it or you're around it or whatever. And then taking that four months off, there had to be some sort of, do you, did you see a difference in like? Yeah, I just like, you know, I wasn't like listening to music as much. I wasn't, um, these past four months, like I wasn't being inspired, you know? Mm -hmm. I think everybody goes through periods where they're just like not inspired and it kind of naturally ebbs and, yeah. and flows, you know? Yep. So I think it's kind of, would it be ebbing yeah. now? Yeah, going, yeah. Going up. <laughs> yeah, the thing is like pushing through it and trying yeah. to get back into that right. thing, and that so mindset. Getting back in that room, man, I've, I've neglected my little, my second bedroom in my house is yeah. like the studio, yeah. you know? And I'm like building a guest house in my backyard and um, shit is just crazy. Yeah, but it's important, you know. And yeah. some, some of my other friends who I would come who come over and play music with me, they've been so crazy busy yeah, and yeah. slammed that they haven't come over in yeah, the yeah. past four months. Yeah, but I think partly too, like once I'm uh, starting to like see shows again, yeah, that also inspires me. Yeah, like I saw this band at Will's Pub a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. They're from Atlanta. They're called Chew. Okay, and I'm like just seeing them like just seeing that show they were they were fucking awesome they were so good um and just like seeing a live rock show was like damn i need to get back and do my thing yeah you know? that's awesome yeah i mean and like i'm, I'm like i said i assume more and more that those things gonna pop up and then there's that like uh what was that thing i sent you that musical like melody like like therapy thing or whatever that is like the edm like uh therapy i don't even know what it was called but well, it seems like there's uh, more things like coming up that are are trying to. Oh, you know, the dude that plays that like the dude that plays like synthesizers or whatever. Yeah, he but it, wears like a mask. Yeah, and it says like <laughs> it's kind of like my vibe in a yeah, way, but he's more like ambient. Yeah, of. and it's like synthesized uh, meditation. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. thinking about going to that and just trying to like. You know where that where he's playing? I like stumbled across a. Um, it's like right behind Tori Tori. There's like a house there where a woman sells like. She owns that. She owns this little business, and she sells like you know incense and all these kind of yeah. It's kind of like Avalon, but like yeah, it's a different location. She's playing. He's playing she in that house. She sells crystal balls and oh yeah. But I stumbled. I was going to Tori Tori uh, like maybe a couple of months ago, and um, there was like a there was like a hip hop show going on there. So she has like show shows like in her backyard. Oh yeah. So that's I think cool. so like that's yeah. where he was playing and I think there's probably like people meditating and Oh, that's not as fun as I thought it would be. I had like yeah. a completely different like She's total total like hippie older yeah. woman, but uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, Whatever weird artist wants to do anything here, you can do it. <laughs> that's also like uh, yeah, I guess that uh she like yeah, I mean I, in my head I had some sort of like I said re-reference blade again, but like I had some sort of like <laughs> the blood club where yeah, like see, uh, we got to do that, man. We yeah. got to have like a dark like yeah dark wave like techno thing well you like this so i was going to share this story with it real quick before we get out of here um so i don't know this is before COVID when i started really going to deep dive into synth wave and like dark synth wave like mm -hmm. really dark melodic stuff i was like consumed by it i loved it so much and that's that's all i was listening to enough so like i used to write a lot like i used to think that i was going to be a screenwriter mm -hmm. or like a, a novelist or something like that so i used to write all the time and i stopped writing once i really fell in love with painting and all that kind of stuff but so after listening to a lot of dark synthwave, I had it in my head that I was going to write a uh, dark synthwave opera. Mm -hmm. So I wrote this. I like I can show it to you. I wrote this whole. <laughs> okay, so you did write it. I wrote yeah. the I wrote the synopsis. <laughs> I wrote the outline of like uh, a vampire who like through the time like basically it's basically um, 
you ever seen the movie Queen of the Damned? Or like, uh, anyways, the, he's a vampire that, you know, is immortal, but like he comes back and like, you know, no one, is like the nineties and like he becomes basically the hugest rock star in the world. Okay. And then like goes through whatever. Sick. Yeah. And like this one, basically I wrote this with like a synth wave, like he comes <laughs> back and he's like been in like hiding and sleeping. Uh-huh. And then like, it's all about like, you know, it's all like dark synth wave that takes place in like Europe and shit like that. Netflix, where are you at? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm saying like, so I'm saying like you said, we got to create this. Like I, in my head, I was like, I'm going to write this. And, like, <laughs> and I was going to have music behind it. And it was a whole thing. And then I, just, I wrote it all on my phone and that was it. I didn't think about it until today. So, so there's something out there. Um, before we go though, like what would be, what's your, uh, like your goal now? So like you're getting back into it. Mm-hmm. Things are opening back up, mm-hmm. getting inspired by stuff. What would be like a, for, you know, just Orlando, you you know, what would be like your end thing? Would you like to have an album on Spotify? Would you like to have, would you like to create a whole body of music? You just want to do live shows and kind of do here and there? Like what would be your... Not to say I want to go backwards, but I kind of want to get to where I was like 2019, like just performing um, more and just playing music more and uh, yeah, recording too. Yeah. Um, You know, killing killing it at work and just having the energy to like do my Monday through Friday and practice Tuesday and Thursday music and and then on weekends kind of be in my studio and um you know have my have my you know rental property that I have and um just do everything just keep going you know and then help Andrew with his restaurant yeah maybe work some shifts with you guys yeah yeah right on that'd be tight yeah. But I mean, like, man, I really hope you still make music. I, I love all the stuff I listen to. I listen to it on the Thank way you. here. You know, and I feel like the stuff that's on Bandcamp, I'm like, what even is this yeah, shit? Yeah, I you think know? same thing, dude. I'm like, I got to just erase all this. Well, no, don't, don't erase it. I like it. I think it's good. I think <laughs> Thank it's, you, I think it's, uh, I think it's like weird and experiment. It's right at my, I'm going to listen to it a lot more, but like, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think you should delete it. I, I feel the same way about anything that I do. Even stuff right. that I do now. Right. right. I'm like, can sure. just put my knee to this fucking thing? And she's like, don't, you know. <laughs> Her, having her tell me like that's good don't do it or whatever or like is it's nice because i think the same thing of like mm-hmm. even stuff i did a month ago i'm like why does this exist what's going on who right. cares right but uh yeah man you're everything's great i love it i'm gonna listen to it a lot um do you have uh you want to plug that you want to plug where you can people can find it um well dream two bandcamp.com j-r-e-a-m and the number two i don't know why there's a number two but but you can also go to your instagram or my instagram yeah, and i'll have a link on yeah, there, there right? you go, at dream underscore yeah. music yeah and then if you want to plug your regular instagram in my regular instagram since i'm you know kind of i guess interesting because jordan had me yeah exactly that's it uh underscore my last name scala j sorry I keep nice footsie with you yeah it's nice i liked it especially <laughs> as we get, we get to know each other better um and then at jam hot chicken shout out to andrew <laughs> yeah he's gonna be opening a nashville hot chicken spot here in orlando in winter park yeah we're definitely gonna have him on before we open because we'll all three be you know i, you know, I like drew the logo i like kind of yeah created the idea nice and like so i'm like why did i do that <laughs> holding the gun to my head <laughs> uh and yeah he took it and ran with it so hats off to him yeah he really uh, it's exciting made it yeah we're exciting yeah. and uh yeah kendra's gonna be a part of the front house and it's gonna it's gonna be solid it's gonna be exciting we're super stoked uh like i said and look out for maybe a um live performance in july yeah right? yeah follow at circuit church as well yes and then we'll, we'll replug it again if that happens uh before, if you Sweet. decide to do that yeah cool, man. um yeah. follow me at uh artist jordan uh, c jones any upcoming events thing kind of stuff at the villacon last week that was something 
Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I got some other stuff. Uh, any new paintings, other kind of stuff. Got some other cool stuff coming up. Um, but at instant yeah, pod. at Instant Friends Pod. Uh, that's it. You know, like, subscribe, all that good shit. Uh, yeah, all right, smell you later. Thanks, man.